Good morning, DFS friends, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Wednesday, February 2nd edition. We have a nice nine-game slate for you here today. Uh, I am your host, Santino Cocone. I'll be running this one solo, filling in for Mike Apatria. Yeah, we have a nice game here for you. A nice nine-game Wednesday slate. Not too many short slates this week so far. Uh, We had seven on Tuesday, a full one on Monday. Thursday looks pretty bright. Uh, But we are here breaking down the slate. Before I get started, I want everybody to know that we have a new, brand new, fantasy sports partner at Sports Ethos, and that is Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy at their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. What you do is you pick the best, only all-star players, uh, pick their player props, win points for every prop that hits. The players with the most points at the end of the night win a share of nightly prize money. Uh, It is fantastic. We'll get into some after. Um, Do give it a a, a whirl and get 100% of your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets by the code ethos when you're signing up. That's E-T-H-O-S. All right. Without further ado, let's get right into this slate. Uh, For some reason this year, I've noticed a lot doing these podcasts. We do them late at the night before. I'm doing this one like 1130. There's just not a lot of spreads coming out early. Uh, We usually get the spreads a day day before. This year has been changed. It's probably because there's so many people out, uh, so many people in, so many people out, not full lines of spreads out there uh, already. Uh, We never know who's playing in each night, but we'll start with this one. First game tipping off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Orlando Magic. On the back end of a back-to-back. Taking on the Indiana Pacers. On the injury report for the Magic, we don't have anybody as of yet since they are on the back end. But we can confidently say Fultz, MCW, Isaac, Moore are all out. And likely Hampton as well. Uh, the, The usuals there as they've been out all year. And on the other side of the ball for the Pacers, we have Goga. We have Brogdon, McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, Warren, all out. Uh, and Brissett is questionable. They have Goga listed as questionable on the official injury report. Uh, they did rule him out earlier. Maybe something has changed. Not sure. Um, but we'll see about that. So without further ado, let's jump on over to the Magic side of the ball. Um, there could be people missing. Uh, they could possibly bench a, a Mo Bamba on the second Night of a back-to-back, possibly Cole Anthony. Who knows what happens here? Maybe one of the veterans, Harris or Ross, who could be traded. Um, not 100% sure, but keep an eye on that. See if any of those guys are missing. Because uh, if they are, more minutes to go around for guys that I like, like o- Okiki uh, at 4,500. If there's more minutes to go for him on the wing, uh, whether either forward spot, that'll be very beneficial towards him. Uh, Franz Wagner. 5,900, that'll help him out if there's more minutes to go around. I really like Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, This is going to be a good matchup for him at 6,200. 
and I, I like him in this play. And even more so if there's no Mobamba. means he gets more minutes at uh, center as well. So keep an eye on that. But those are the three guys I'm looking at the most. Uh, Jalen Suggs a little bit. I do prefer to pay up uh, for Wendell Carter Jr., that extra 400 in, in Franz Wagner or pay down. But uh, if Harris and Ross are both out or, or Cole Anthony, that'll change some things up. So keep an eye on that. Uh, even even Mo, not even Franz. Mo can get in the, in the mix here. Um, uh, Mo Wagner, if Mo Bamba is out. So keep an eye on that as well. But uh, as of right now, I'll assume everybody that played tonight is in. Carter, Wagner, Okiki are the guys that I'm liking here. On the other side of the ball, uh, if their set is out again, then we know Isaiah Jackson is going to get a ton of run. He jumped all the way up to 5,400, and rightfully so. Uh, but he is well on my radar if there's minutes in the 20s available for him. Uh, the last three games, he's had 27, 28, and 46 fantasy points. And I expect that to continue. This is a good matchup for him. This kid is real solid. Uh, he's been, he can rebound. He's very efficient shooting the basketball uh, and finishing around the rim. And he's getting stocks. He gets a lot of stocks. So if there is minutes in the high 20s uh, available for him, yes. Even Brissett, if Brissett is good to go, uh, he still should be heavily in this rotation in that in that price range. So I, I like him here. Um, Love at 8,200. Everybody's out on the squad. So he should get a ton of run and a chance to do things. I don't hate him, but I don't love him. Uh, he's on the teetering on that line there, uh, just because this team is looking towards the future at the moment. Um, unless everybody gets healthy all of a sudden in Turner and Sabonis comes back and, and maybe they play Warren if he gets back. But uh, right now they're playing a lot of their young guys. Um, so I'm not huge on Levert, but the matchup is just very good for him. With that said, <clears throat> Dwayne Washington, 3,700. He's getting a lot of run here. Um, 25, 24 minutes. He's played at least 23 minutes in four of the last five. And he's brought back some solid fantasy points there. Um, three games out of the last five, he's had at least 28 and a half fantasy points. That's a very good value for a guy under 400 uh, in the price tag. So keep an eye on him. Uh, and Taylor, Terry Taylor, he's playing as the backup center right now. If Brissett is out, there's 20 minutes available for this guy in a, in a decent matchup. So at 3,500, another option to take uh, a shot at here. Um, if for some reason Lavert is out, Chris Duarte becomes very much in play for me. Um, but this is just this is a game that you could load up on in a very ugly, uh, not sexy game, but uh, a bunch of people just very cheap. Like Holiday and Craig are also playing a lot of money uh, minutes at 47 and 4200. Uh, for me though, I'm preferring at most Isaiah Jackson. You can lock him in right now. I uh, love that price tag for him. Dwayne Washington, very high on that. Uh, and then Taylor and Duarte, if people are missing. So if Brissett plays, uh, I can forget about Taylor. And Brissett becomes in play for me at 4,100. Um, he, he should play 23 to 25 minutes again. And they do actually have a spread for this one. I didn't mention it. 219 and a half, and the Pacers are five-point home favorites. One of the few that have a spread out. Next game of the night, 7 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Washington Wizards taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, there is no spread for this one, but there is an injury report. And this, uh, <clears throat> the Wizards are on, also on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. Thomas Bryant actually left to this tonight's game. 
early after 16 minutes. I doubt he plays. He was able to walk off the court pretty much on his own after first couple steps um, on his own power, but it didn't look great, so I'm, I'm assuming he's going to miss this one after pretty much missing a full year uh, with that ACL injury. But on the Sixer side, we have Furk and Korkmaz, Jake Milton, Paul Reed, Ben Simmons, all out for this one. Uh, we'll start with the Wizards. And Bill is already out. Thomas Bryant, who's was the newly import newly imported uh, starting center, is also, I would assume, out for this one. Uh, and then maybe a Dinwiddie's out, back end of a back to back. We don't know. We gotta keep an eye on this. Um, we know he's a guy that likely would rest. Um, so keep an eye on that. See who starts at center. Probably Harrell. Uh, Gafford barely played tonight. Even with the injury to Thomas Bryant, Gafford played six total minutes. So um, that is not greatest. Harrell played 26 minutes, put up 20 points. And at 4,400, absolutely love him, even in a rough, rough matchup here. They're probably going to have to start Gafford because uh, the size advantage of Embiid and uh, and Trez and is not great defense. He's going to get dominated there. Uh, but at 4,400, you got to like him here. Kyle Kuzma, again, had himself a great game. 25 points, 11 boards, a couple assists, and a couple stocks. Uh, without Beal here, he becomes a very solid play again. Um, he put up, now that's two straight games of 50-plus points. Even a tough matchup like this at 7,500, we can expect some very solid play here. Uh, and then again, as I mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie, he played 31 minutes against the Bucks. Uh, this is the back end of a back-to-back. Not sure if he's even going to play this one. So extra uh, facilitating possibly for Kuzma and more shot opportunities for him as well. Uh, with that said, uh, <clears throat> Aaron Holiday drew the start. He only played 19 minutes in this one, but he drew the start for uh, Bradley Beal. If he draws another start at bare minimum 3K, we can give him a chance here. And again, Spencer did when he not, might not play, so... Uh, that only bumps him up. Uh, I do really like Advia. If Dinwiddie doesn't play, I prefer him over Holiday at 3,800, and I prefer him over Nito at 3,800. Or 3,800 again. Both those guys are at bare minimum, um, and I like him here. He played actually 22 minutes at uh, six and six. Didn't do great, but there will be extra opportunity in the event that Dinwiddie doesn't play. Who had nine assists in this one? Uh, so keep an eye on that. If Dinwiddie does play, then I will X out those those very cheap guys and look at Kuzma and Harold the most uh, and possibly Gafford who's 3,100 and he's going to have to just play in this matchup. I, I can't imagine him not playing at least 19 minutes. I want to say in the twenties, but the way that he's pretty much out of the rotation right now, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to get thrown right back in, but I mean, he's got to play against Embiid. Um, and likewise on the other side of the ball, we have Joel Embiid, who I mentioned. He's averaging 52 fantasy points against this team, 34 actual points, uh, and 10 rebounds. He's not averaging much else. Only one assist per game in two matchups against the Wizards, one block, and a half a steal. Uh, if you he's if you add those two, um, he's averaging over four assists a game uh, on the year, four and a half assists, and he's averaging nearly one or two and a half stocks on the year. So uh, while everything else is really good, the scoring, rebounding, the other peripheral numbers aren't great against this Wizards team. Uh, and that's the reason I only, and I say only, averaging two, two fantasy points. I do expect a lot better in this one. Uh, again, 
if mm-hmm. Daniel Gafford is not in this rotation, it, Montrez Harrell is not going to stop him. Maybe he, that's why he doesn't get as many assists, but I expect him to have a dominant performance in here. Uh, so Embiid is squarely with, in play for me. Uh, Seth Curry hasn't really hit shots lately in the last whatever many games when he plays or doesn't play. Um, since he's come back from that injury that he had 10 days off of, he's only 7 of 25 from the field. Uh, but he's pitched elsewhere, 13 assists, uh, 3 steals in those two games. Bring back points in the 20s regularly. I expect a little bounce back from him here. Um, his shot will, I, I expect, to start falling. If that does, 5300 is a very good price tag for him. Uh, those are the two guys that I'm looking at the most on the side of the ball. All right, jumping on over to Charlotte. We have no spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. Uh, Bobo, PJ Dozier out for the Celtics. Then we have Gordon Hayward is out, returned to competition, conditioning. This could always change. I know they ruled him out already. This could always change, as we've seen uh, regularly. Uh, Jaden McDaniels is also out, and Kelly Oubre is probable for this one. News that we'll have to keep, and this tips off at, tips off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Eastern Standard Time. Oof, just fumbling words here. Um, but we'll have to keep an eye on Gordon Hayward, obviously. He's only 5,900. Yes, he's returning to competition. He did get cleared from uh, the protocols. But this is now uh, about 11 days, 12 days now. So he could possibly be good to go here. Uh, we've seen this many of times. People ruled out in the injury reports only to get upgraded later on in the day as the day wears on closer to tip-off time. Um, so we can't. I can't really count him out, even though he's listed as out right now. And if he's in at 5,900, that's just a really, really good price going against the team that he last played for in Boston. Uh, in Boston, against Boston, in Boston, under 6K, would really, really like uh, Gordon Hayward here. If he does sit out again, uh, Kelly Oubre right under him, right under him at 5,400. Uh, he missed the last couple games, but... Last game he did play was against Indy. He put up a whopping 58.5 fantasy points. Um, really good to go there. Extra minutes if there's no Hayward. I might even draw the start, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Plumley has been playing really well, and good thing we don't get docked for missing free throws because uh, that's one of the knocks on his game right now. Outside of that, everything's been fine. Been rebounding the ball really well. He has at least nine rebounds in four of the last five games, and that's two double-digit ones, including a 17-rebound game. His assists have been really solid um, in those five games, too. Three of them with at least four, uh, getting some uh, a bunch of steals, averaging a steal per game, a couple blocks. Uh, and He has two double-digit scoring games in those last five as well, uh, something that he hasn't been doing. So Mason Plumley, another guy, 5,300. Makes little sense. Now that Kelly Oubre is probable, uh, they can play smaller. Hayward might not be there, so a lot of Hayward's minutes could go to Ubre. So both those things, um, all of that changes this rotation because we know the the Hornets like to play small. As far as Lamelo and Bridges, probably not going to have much exposure to them. I'm leaning more towards those uh, very solid mid-range players here. On the other side of the ball, uh, things get a little more interesting. Charlotte loves to run up and down the court, and uh, you can't have some big games against Charlotte. Jason Tatum's averaging 45 points against Charlotte, 26-6-5 and five in two games in 38 minutes. Uh, he is 10,600. 10, Jalen Brown, he is only 8,700. In two games against the, the Hornets, he's averaging 47 points, 25 points, seven boards, four assists. I do prefer Brown of the two. That's a near 
ten or two thousand dollar difference. Uh, we'll take that very much and go with Jalen Brown in this one. I, I think Jalen Brown's in a fantastic spot. Um, <clears throat> I also think Robert Williams is in a very good spot. He had a very great game against these guys. Uh, scored over forty four points in his lone meeting, and we know that they like to play small. Uh, Plumley has all the accolades I was saying, all the, how good he was playing. Uh, he still is not on Robert Williams' level. Robert Williams can uh, have a very solid game all around here, offensively and defensively. 7,200, slightly high, uh, so I don't know how much exposure I'm going to get to him, but in tournaments, going against the grain, I don't know if he'll be too highly owned. Uh, this is a good matchup. Uh, if I had to pick him or, or Jalen Brown, I'd try and pay up that $1,500 difference there. Uh, Marcus Smart, solid matchup too, only 5,400. He had a uh, a nice 27-point game against these guys in his lone meeting, but he shot 3 of 12, 1 of 9 from the field. He isn't the greatest of shooters, but that's just poor, very, very poor. Add a couple extra shots there, one one or two extra threes. Um, he has himself a nice 33, 34-point game there. Um, so I like Marcus Smart in this one as well. Uh, those are the three guys I'm mainly looking at, Brown, Smart, and, and Rob Willie in that order. All right, jumping on over to the next game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the New York Knicks. Um, we do have a spread for this one. It is a low 217, and the Grizzlies are four-and-a-half-point road favorites. Uh, we have on the injury report Dylan Brooks out, Derrick Rose out, Steven Adams questionable. We'll start with the Grizzlies. They are the away team. Now that most of the team is back outside of Brooks, um, the run of Melton, who was playing really well and, and still very cheap, uh, we can probably leave him alone now. He went up to 5K, and then everybody came back, and he wound up play, playing only 15 minutes. Uh, but now Tyus Jones is back. Kyle Anderson's back. Bain is looking good. Uh, everybody's pretty much back. We can leave him alone. Uh, <clears throat> in this matchup, if Steven Adams misses, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, become very intriguing to me. Uh, I like Jaron Jackson Jr. when he's playing the five. It, it's it's a big boost to him. Uh, and at 6,900 in this matchup, if he is playing the five, uh, really like him here. I mentioned Brandon Clark at 4,200. Extra minutes available for him if Steven Adams misses. Steven Adams is in. I'm going to forget about him. But uh, if he can see himself in the mid-20 role like he did a couple games ago uh, it, against the Knicks at 4,200, Really like that. And Kyle Anderson is another guy who would benefit from Steven Adams out. Uh, they might put Jackson at the five, and he would either play the four with Jackson or play the four with Brandon Clark. Uh, so the extra minutes available for him at only 4,700. I like that there too. Uh, and then John Morant. Pretty high-priced. Him and, and Der, uh, Desmond Bain, 7,100 and 10.5. Uh, Bain is coming off a monster 34-point game. Uh, 34-7, 52 fantasy point game on 21 shots. I would try and get Ja um, at the Garden. I love people playing at the Garden, especially when they're playing elite like Ja, who has uh, the last two games only scored 44 and 48. I say only because four of the five games before that, he was in the 60s. I think he can get right back to that in this matchup. Um, the Knicks really aren't the defensive team that they were last year. Uh, Kemba Walker could be had. Alec Burks could be had. Uh, anyone else that they want to throw out there could be had. 10-5, I think Ja is uh, the play on this team. Or in the front court, Adams misses and everything else um, drops there. On the other side of the ball, 
not really too intrigued by anyone. Uh, Randall's a little bit high price for me, not playing like he did last year. Uh, Barrett, 7,100. I, I think I like other options there. Uh, Kemba barely played in the last one. He only played 19 minutes or 17 minutes in the last one, went 0 of 2 from the field. Hasn't really done much since. Alec Burks is kind of hit or miss. Uh, he's mid five and a half. He, he's more for tournament plays for me, uh, but he barely played outside of the last game either. Uh, I just really don't like many people here. Uh, I want to play Cam Reddish, but he's just not in the rotation right now. Quentin Grimes, I don't know what he's going to play. Uh, this is a team and, and against a very good defensive team right now that I'm just going to leave alone. All right, uh, next game of the night, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh, no spread for this one yet. Uh, we do have an injury report. Garland, Markkinen, Rubio, Sexton, all out. Rockets uh, have Garuba as out. All right, jumping on over to Cleveland. <clears throat> With Garland already ruled out, uh, we can look at the last Jedi. He started the first, he started the game last game, played 38 minutes, uh, and then didn't start in the second half. Brandon Goodwood did. Um, he had 12 assists, though. While he only shot a pity, pitiful 3 of 16 from the field and 0 of 7 from three-point range, uh, still took 16 shots, still played 38 minutes against the Pelicans, and dished out 12 assists as a uh, point forward here. I uh, he started that point guard. He's more of a, a forward. But uh, he, we've seen last year in stretches when both guards were missing as well that Jedi can is the last when he is the last Jedi in that uh, guard rotation. He has a very solid all-around game. Uh, he can dish out assists. Didn't expect it to happen last year, and he did it quite often. Uh, and we know he could shoot. He's much better than shooting three of sixteen from the field and, and missing all of his threes. Uh, so on the season, he's a thirty-five percent free throw or three-point shooter, forty-two uh, percent from the field. But if he's taking that volume, sixteen shots, and he's getting a lot of opportunity to facilitate and handle the ball. Uh, yes, at 4,600, he's going to be one of the guys that I'm very much targeting. Uh, if you're going super, super cheap, yeah, Brandon Goodwin. He started the second half in the last one, dropped actually uh, 21 actual points and in 27 minutes. Went 8 of 11 from the field, uh, twenty almost 26 fantasy points. He's the bare minimum at 3K, uh, so you can take a look at him. And guess what? He's facing Houston, not a defense that anybody is scared of. So, yes, I do like him. Uh, Rajon Rondo might get more exposure, but Rondo's pretty much locked into his high teens, low twenties role. I don't think he's going to get thrown into a thirty-minute role here, even without Garland, uh, as we saw the last game. And I don't expect that to change. So, uh, Jedi and Goodwin are going to take the most advantage of that. Moving on to the other two guys that I, I'm interested in, um, both of them are in the front court. One of them is Evan Mobley, going against a team that could have drafted him, decided not to because they had. Christian Wood, um, but I like I like Mobley in this one to have a little bit of a bounce back. Uh, last game he shot one of seven from the field. Before that, exactly twelve shots in uh, what feels like forever. He's just taking twelve shots there. I expect a little bit more. I know he's more of a defensive minded guy, but a little bit more against Houston. I think it's going to be available to him, uh, and I can see him hitting forty in this one. Uh, he's been regular around the 30, 30 mark for most part outside of the last game where he just laid that dud on offense. Um, I expect forty points from him in this one, and I do like it. And Kevin Love is another guy I'm looking at. Uh, played thirty three minutes in the last one, did have forty. He has forty points in three of the last four games. Uh, he's now seven K, so it's just a big bomb from that mid six Ks, uh, which 
gives me a little pause for concern. But um, I do think he's safe. I think he's safe for uh, another 30 points if uh, they can play him even 25 minutes in this one. Um, very good matchup. Doesn't have to do much work. And we know he's one of the better passer, passing big men in the league. Um, they're going to need a little bit more of that with Garland out as well. So uh, those are the three guys that I'm looking at, four guys that I'm looking at the most on this side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, they're going against a rough and hard defense, especially on that interior with Mobley and Allen there, um, and, and both of them being able to step out, especially Mobley. Uh, I don't really want to look at anybody in the front court, but in the back court, Kevin Porter Jr. is back, uh, 6,600. I think that's a solid price tag. He has, in the last five games, uh, six games, he has at least seven assists, three of them eight, nine, and 11 in there. Uh, if his shots start falling, he's taking mid-shots, and he's shooting a little bit better. Six of 13, five of 12, six of 14, uh, six of 12, six of 12 um, in the last five games. Bring back some solid points there. Bring back regularly in the 30s, uh, mid to high 30s there. Um, so I think value to be had here, especially without Garland. A lot of the defense is out. There's no Rubio. I know it's tough around the rim, but if the shots start falling a little bit, that's that's helpful. And then um, KJ Martin, 3,900. The guy's still playing. I uh, played 19 minutes in the last one. He, he kind of woke up Steph Curry after that, but he's bringing back uh, 30 or over 20 points in four four straight games. And there's a 30 pointer in there as well. So value is having there at, at such a cheap price. Uh, so I do like him here, even if his minutes are still in the low 20s. Jumping on over the next game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, no spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. And that injury report is Sterling Brown, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kristaps Porzingis, Isaiah Roby, Shai Gilgis, Alexander, all out for this matchup. We'll start with the um, Thunder. They are the away team. Josh Giddy, 7,900. Now that there's no Shai, uh, we can expect this guy to take on more of a facilitator role. Uh, he hasn't. He's only had nine assists in the last two games, but both of those are also double-digit rebounds, double-digit points. Uh, once those assists start falling a little bit more, which we know we can do, uh, he's averaging six assists per game on the year. I expect that to bump up a little bit more, uh, maybe seven, eight without Shea. He has potential for a triple-double. This is a tough, tough matchup against... Uh, the Mavs, who've been a fantastic defense, but he's averaging uh, 38.5 fantasy points against these guys, 11, 9, and 7 in three, or 11, 9, and 8 pretty much in three games against these guys. And now there's no Shea. Uh, so even more, a little bit more potential to bump those up to possible triple double. Uh, I think he's worth taking a flyer on in tournaments here. Um, outside of him, everybody is pretty much. Just cheap play here. Uh, Ty Jerome is a guy that I'd be looking at at 3,200. He had the most assists in the, on the team last last game and only played 21 minutes, shot 3 of 10 from the field. Um, but he's been a better facilitator than guys who are starting over him, like Aaron Wiggins, uh, Trey Mann, who's starting in the backcourt. So that would be a, a, a very cheap punt play there at 3,200. Um, Basley, another guy I'm looking at. Without Roby, they don't really play favors. Um, without shy, he needs to do a little bit more. And the last two games, he has at least, uh, at least 26 fantasy points, uh, five of seven shooting from the field in both. I can see 25 to 31 minutes in this one, especially since the Mavs do tend to play smaller. Uh, I know Porzingis is not there, but 
they do put Kleba at the four, the, the five a lot. Uh, so we could see Baisley mashing up with them at the five. And at 4,400, I'll take some chances on that. Um, if you want to take a chance on Mann or Wiggins, they're both in play from two at 4,200 and, and 3,500. They're starting. There's opportunity without Shea. Uh, but I, I, I like the other guys a little bit more. Jumping on over to Dallas. This spread is going to be pretty big. Uh, Dallas is home, even without Porzingis and Hardaway for for the year. Not Porzingis, but Hardaway for the year and Porzingis for this game. Uh, the spread is still going to be big. Uh, Luca is 11-6. He's still not 12K, uh, but the dude's been just falling. 71 points in his last game against Orlando. Uh, probably a similar fate here against an equally bad team. Uh, he's averaging 54 points against these guys in two matchups and averaging a triple-double, but only 17 actual points scored aver- on average against the Thunder. That's going to change. Uh, he's been starting to hit a stride. He has back-to-back games of over 30 in three of the last four, uh, the last five over 30 points. Uh, I can see him getting closer to 30 than 17, so I expect a, a big game here. And um, Two of the last three games, triple-doubles, three double-digit assists in the last three Uh I expect a nice game here, and I will have a lot of shares of Luka. Outside of him, Dorian Finney-Smith at 4,400 and Maxi Kleba, both of them play for me at their cheap price tags. Uh, again, no no uh, Porzingis. Uh, Brunson is in play, but a little higher priced, uh, and I like other people more in that price range. Uh, so two more cheap on plays that you can go with, 4,400 and 4,100. Uh, and, and I keep an eye on Marquise Crib. Bare minimum 3K. Played 19 minutes in the last one, 16 before that. Got up 12 shots. Uh, 20 shots in the last two games in his last uh, 35 minutes. 20 shots in 35 minutes. And then you know this, uh, the stocks are coming. He has uh, five blocks and four steals in those 35 minutes. Uh, someone to keep an eye on. Has over 24 fantasy points in two, in two straight games. Keep an eye on him. Uh, bare minimum 3K. Minutes are available with Porzingis out. Uh, against this team who doesn't really have a traditional center. They have favors, but outside of him, they don't really play much. Um, so we might see a lot of Chris. Chris and, and Kleba front courts. Uh, and if you can get 25 minutes here at bare minimum 3K against this team, uh, that will be a nice play. Jumping on over to the next game. Now we start going to the late games. Three games at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first is Brooklyn Nets on the back end of a back-to-back, taking on the Sacramento Kings on the Front end of a back-to-back. Uh, we don't have an injury report, or, or well, don't have a spread for this one. But we do have an injury report. Uh, the Kings have Bagley. Terrence Davis is now out for the season. Both out. Darren Fox as questionable. Uh, don't have anything for the Nets, obviously. They didn't submit it yet. But uh, Durant, Aldridge, Joe Harris, Paul Millsap, uh, all out for this one. And then got to keep an eye on a lot of these other guys on the back end of the back-to-back. We never know what the Nets are going to do, um, but that is for later. Or I guess I should say that is for right now. Uh, this is going to be a tough one to throw people in, uh, but we do have options if you threw in like a Kyrie or a James Harden and they wound up not playing. There's three games that start at 10 p.m. or later, so there are some options if you throw in these guys. On most of your team starts, make sure you're putting them in your utility spots or for guard uh, spots. If you're playing anyone that you might not be able to, or you're not sure if they're going to play at the moment. So that's, that's a uh, standard, but just reinforce it tonight whenever, or whenever someone's playing on a back-to-back, especially in this season. Um, if everybody is playing that play tonight, Nick Claxton, uh, 4,600, 
becomes a guy I'm intrigued in. Uh, there's already no Aldridge. Blake Griffin is back in the rotation, but not fully. Um, Anderson really isn't fully back in the rotation yet, but he's someone to keep an eye on. I, I really like this kid when he's getting minutes in the high 20s to, to low 30s. Um, and James Johnson, he played the most minutes the other night at 26 against the Warriors, played 38 against the Nuggets uh, on his last two games. No Aldridge. They kind of go small sometimes. Um, it, we know that Blake Griffin is only in the rotation when absolute, or only playing meaningful minutes when absolutely needed. Uh, Nick Claxton is just still getting his legs back under him, I guess, uh, since missing some time. So James Johnson's been playing a lot of minutes there, and uh, at 4K, he makes a lot of sense. Sticking to the big guns, Kyrie, James Harden, both certainly in play against the, the Kings who just lead points to back courts. I would, again, prefer Kyrie to get the discount, uh, but James Harden honestly has 70-point upside is, if his hand's good and and he's ready to go a ton of minutes on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, right now, this game, starting the fourth quarter, James Harden has 31 minutes. Uh, Kyrie has 27. They're both having great games. I can see a potential triple-double for James Harden, so... I do like him here a lot. Um, Claxton started, has 17 minutes entering the fourth, uh, so that is a good sign there. Um, hopefully he's ready to go in this one. If a- any of these guys are missing, we'll go right to the backups. Like if Harden's out, Kyrie Irving becomes great. Paul Mill, uh, Patty Mills, awesome. If Claxton's out, I'm looking right at James Johnson and, and Blake Griffin. Uh, and vice versa, if Kyrie's out, James Harden becomes a must play and, and Patty Mills becomes uh, very intriguing again. On the other side of the ball, a lot of it's going to depend on De'Aaron Fox. If he's out once again, Tyrese Halliburton will continue to be part of my lineup. Uh, He did have that big 38-point actual scoring game, 59 fantasy points, two games ago, and then he had a letdown, 7-16. Didn't have many rebounds. Uh, This is a matchup against a Nets team on the back end of a back-to-back that uh, it's going to be very, very fun to fun for him, and and I like to play him anytime I don't see a um, Darren Fox in there. And if Fox is out, we already have no Terrence Davis who starts a lot, but that means Davion Mitchell, who's now drawing the start, he has four straight games of over thirty minutes. With that kind of workload and the kind of uh, opportunity that is in front of him, three straight games with at least five assists and at least fifteen actual points. He becomes a very good, good play here at under 5K. Uh, anytime Fox is missing, Mitchell was always a name. But now there's no Terrence Davis, who was the backup uh, guy anytime Halliburton or Fox missed. Uh, Terrence Davis was drawing the start there. Now it's Mitchell. Now we can ride Mitchell um, at 4,900. He's getting close to Buddy Heel territory, who's in a decent matchup on his own. But Mitchell does more than just hit threes. Um, so I, I prefer Mitchell there at the one hundred uh, couple hundred dollar discount. Rashawn Holmes, 5K, another option for me. Um, starting to play a little bit more. Played 26 minutes and 31 minutes the last two games. Hasn't really taken a lot of shots. Hasn't really done what he was doing earlier in the season. The last two games he does have five fouls. But against the Nets front court, that's going to be on the back end of a back-to-back. Should be better suiting for him. Uh, we don't have Bagley, so Meadow is going to play. Some power forward minutes, 3,800. Uh, we saw Mo Harkless start in the last one, but Medu played 25 minutes, even though it was a 20-point uh, loss. Uh, I expect him to get more minutes here, too, and he's another option here. I think there's some good options here with a lot of people out. 
All right, next game, second to last game, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Denver Nuggets on the back end of a back-to-back, taking on the Utah Jazz. Uh, no spread for this one. The Nuggets don't have an injury report. Again, another team on the back end of a back-to-back. But Murray, Porter, um, both out for this one. Cousins missed the last one. Kinkar's also out. We'll see if anybody misses. Yoga came into the, the day as questionable, ultimately suited up. Maybe they sit him in the back of the back-to-back. Uh, but we'll certainly have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Barton was missing some time, so keep an eye on him. Anybody else could just miss, so uh, keep an eye on that. But right now, we don't know. That's just speculation. On the Jazz side, Gobier, Mitchell out again. Ingles, sadly, lost for the year. Uh, Daniel House is out in safety protocols. Simon Whiteside and Trent Force are both questionable. All right, we'll start with the Nugget side of the ball. If Yogi does play... Uh, 12-6, yes, uh, he's still in play here. Uh, he is great against this team regardless. He's averaging 63 fantasy points in three games against the Jazz this year, averaging a triple-double. Uh, last year did the similar thing. He he really he does well against Rudy Gobert. No knock on Gobert, who's one of the best defenders in the league, but uh, Jokic absolutely loves this matchup and loves the challenge. Uh, and guess what? Gobert's not even here. Uh, it's a it's Hassan Whiteside, who is also himself questionable. Uh, and Hassan Whiteside, we know, gets lackadaisical a lot. He's a great rim protector sometimes, but he goes more for blocks than anything else. Uh, it's more stat padding to me than watching him play. And he's not even he's questionable. He's not even guaranteed to play. So then you have your your backup centers there, or your backup backup centers: Azubuki, um, Pascal, Gay. Just n- nobody to threaten him at all. Uh, so Jokic could be in a fantastic spot with or without Whiteside here, and that's why he's worth the 12-6. Uh, you just know he won't get under 50 points. Uh, you, you know that. 55 points, he won't get under that. So uh, that uh, outside of him, though, we don't know who's going to be in. Uh, if Jokic does miss and Cousins plays, yeah, I like, <laughs> like Cousins as well for the same reasons. Uh, but don't know who's fully in there. The matchup is still not the greatest. It is the Jazz, even though they're missing Gobert and Mitchell. That's uh, some firepower there on that side. Uh, Ingles as well. I don't mind a Will Barton at 5,700, especially if Jokic misses, then him and Gordon and Monte Morris become in play. Uh, but if you have the money, I'd pay for Jokic outside of that Barton of the of the rest. Jumping on over to the Jazz side of the ball, and there's some opportunity. If Whiteside does miss as much as I was talking about, Azubuki and Pascal, one of them's got to start, and they're both bare minimum. I don't love them, but you know what? It could be some garbage time in this one without two starters and, and a very important Joe Ingles, so I'll keep an eye on I wouldn't mind throwing a Pascal in there and having him score uh, 25 points in, in garbage time there. Not actual points, but fantasy points. And outside of that, Mike Conley's in a good matchup, but 7K is a little high for me. I would lean more towards Jordan Clarkson. With Joe Ingles out, it's interesting to see who's going to get that backup role. Uh, we could see Trent Forrest start. We could see Butler start. Um, I'm more interested in Butler if he does draw that start. Uh, or even not, Ingles is out, but we also have Mitchell out. Butler is a guy to take a, a chance on in tournaments, uh, but do it at your own peril. 
because he is 3,100 for a reason. Uh, but two of the last three games, he did score 26 uh, fantasy points. So there is potential there. <clears throat> If he, he can get the extra minutes, which I think he will. Um, but as the starting, uh, as of all the starters, Clarkson is the guy I'm keeping an eye on the most. Uh, I think just a lot of opportunity there. I shouldn't say as of the starters, but he plays starters minutes. Uh, a lot of opportunity there with all these guys in there. And a, a pretty good matchup against the Nuggets. Uh, and someone's got to score. All right, last game of the night. We have the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. And we do have a spread for this one uh, of the few. Um, a 2.22 game total. And the Lakers are one-and-a-half-point home favorites. Not often you're saying that lately, especially with uh, out LeBron James, who we'll get to in a second. And the injury report. LeBron James, Dumboya, Kendrick Nunn, all out for the Lakers with Davis probable, Malik Monk probable as well. Then on the Blazers, uh, Lillard, Little, Nance, Zeller all out. Uh, Watford questionable with LRB questionable. Nurkic, Simones probable. We'll start with the other side of the ball on the Portland or the away team. Uh, McCollum, Simones both in play for me. Uh, he can attack the guard positions here. Simons is dealing with a little bit of injury. He is probable, so he's going to play. Uh, and now he's a fourteen hundred dollar uh, discount or. $1,600 discount. I can't even count. Uh, it's Jim McCollum. So he is my preferred play. It's a little bit cheaper there. McCollum has been awesome since he's come back. He's averaging 20 shot attempts in those la- in his last three games um, after he got his feet wet for a week and a half there. But uh, 40 points is well within reach for McCollum. He's going to get another 20 shots in this one, uh, initiate some good amount of offense. He hasn't really brought back any defensive stats since he's come back, but that – can certainly change. We know he's he's pretty good, usually on the defensive end. Uh, he is averaging a steal on the year, even with the last two weeks doing pretty much nothing. Uh, <clears throat> so we can put him in for a steal. Should expect some solid rebounds there. Uh, I expect 20 actual points at the minimum here again. But I do, all that said, prefer Simons. He can do the same exact thing. Uh, and he has a better matchup. We know Russell Westbrook tends to fall asleep sometimes. And he's $1,600 cheaper. So uh, Simone's is someone that uh, I really like in this one. Nurkic actually had a big 46-point game against the Lakers in his lone matchup. Uh, We'll have AD there now, so it'll change a little bit. And he's 8K, so I'd prefer Nurkic. I'd prefer McCollum of the two if I had to. Uh, Robert Covington, 5,400. No little. No Nance, got to play a lot. Uh, he went over five in the last game, all threes, and he still had 21 fantasy points. So even missing all of his shots, he still bring brought back six stocks, couple assists, couple rebounds, good enough for uh, near value there. I don't think he's going to miss every shot again, especially against this Laker team. And I really like him at 5400. Uh, Powell, another guy, 6300, is just a decent price. Um, I do prefer Simons over him with the matchup. He's another guy to keep an eye on if you wanted to go against that green. All right, on the Lakers side of the ball, Malik Monk, 5,300, can still in play. Price tag jumped up a little bit, but uh, he's played 69 minutes in the last two games and taken 32 shots. 
Uh, if he's going to continue taking this type of volume without LeBron James, we know he's starting, uh, but if he's taking all the shots, and in, even the last three games, he's taken um, 44 shots, 45 shots. So a lot, lot, of, lot to like here. Uh, has at least 20 points in two of the last three games, uh, back-to-back games of five assists, back-to-back three straight games of at least four rebounds. Lots of like here. Uh, he's playing a lot of minutes, a lot of opportunity without LeBron James, only 5,300, and a very good matchup against a bad bad defensive team. Um, so like him here. Of the two pri- higher-priced guys, you have AD Westbrook. I do prefer Westbrook still. I think he's a triple-double is in the cards here against this Portland uh, backcourt. And that's that's likely it. Uh, I don't really want to take a chance on Johnson or Tucker, Mello. All these guys have extra opportunity, but I would prefer um, Malik Monk at, instead of Mello. And Tucker and Johnson are just too volatile for me. All right. That does it for today's edition of DFS Today. Before we head on out of here, oh, and I forgot to mention, last one, the Lakers were on the front end of a back-to-back, one of two teams with the Kings. Uh, didn't mention that one before, but had to squeeze it back in there. All right, before we head on out of here, I will throw out my favorite tiered players of the night. We'll start with hmm, mid, high, low, any mini, miny. We'll go with low. Um, there are quite a few, and obviously we got to keep an eye on a lot of people. But... Um, one guy that I think is fairly safe from now until the tip-off time uh, is the last Jedi. Jedi Osman at 4,600. Uh, 12 assists in the last game. Yeah, he shot 3 of 16, but I'm not worried about that terrible shooting. Uh, I'm more impressed with these 12 assists and the 16 total shot attempts. Uh And at only 4,600, his price tag only jumped up 400 because he shot so poorly. If he shot uh, even 6 of 16, he would probably be 5,400 right now, 5,300. So I'll take that discount and run run with it. In the mid-tier, Isaiah Jackson, 5,400. I like a lot of these people in the mid-tier, but Isaiah Jackson, uh, we still have no Sabonis, no Turner, no Goga. Brissett is questionable. Uh, There should be another... High 20s minutes in the cards here. I would ex- I expect another double-double, and the stocks are there. So uh guy's been shooting fantastic from the field. He might not take 19 shots again, but he only needs 12. He'd probably make eight of them. Uh, he's been that, that really good. He's shooting 52% from the field. Uh, and you just look at the last 10 days and the last five games, shooting almost 60% from the field. So been really, really good, and the stocks are there. Rebound should come. And now, favorite high price play. Uh, there are quite a few. I'll stick away from the um, Super Saiyan tier. Everybody over even 10-5, so everyone jawing up, I'll stick away from. And I'll go to more towards the um, reasonable price tags. And I'm going to go with Jalen Brown, 8,700. Charlotte matchup. He already had a very big game against Jalen Brown. Well, against Jalen Brown. Against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he's averaging 47 fantasy points in two games against these guys. I expect that to continue again, near 50 points, and you don't have to pay up for uh, the Super Saiyan tier, which I like a lot of them, but we'll, we'll leave that, that alone. All right, that does it again for another edition of DFS Today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow night. Peace. <laughs>